This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Morning Breath starts right now. This is Mark Cook in for Pastor Dan this morning, and we are so glad that you are joining us for Morning Breath. It is your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. If it doesn't jumpstart your day, um, you get your money back. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Whatever it costs you. Ah, so. <laughs> Mark Cook, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that that voice belongs to our uh, our beloved youth pastor extraordinaire, hey. Keith Alderman, in the studio with me this morning. How is it going, people listening to things of our voices? I've never done the show with you before. This is I know, the this first time. Yeah, yeah man, yeah, it's all these it. years and years we get to, built up to. This, this is probably going to be the worst show that's ever <laughs> happened before. It's going to be the most chaotic nonsense. Nick's not even going to put it on the podcast. Yeah, Nick is actually leaving the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's plugging his ears and going, la, 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 and walking out. <laughs> well, see you, Nick. Um, we'll just stop it on our own, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we're so glad. To have, it's going to be a fun show. We're glad you guys are with us. Tell them how to uh, get caught up with us and know where we're going to be. Yeah, absolutely. So the whole heartbeat of Morning Breath is actually that you would read along with us. We come in, we read the Word. It's a it's a daily devotional, but we don't really prepare a message by any means. You know, we were actually right before the show starting to talk about it. We're like, no, stop, stop, stop. We just need to actually talk about it on the show because that's the whole that's the whole point of it is just see what God breathes on the Word of God and what we can get out of it just naturally. And we encourage you to follow along. Do that same thing with us. So we'll read the night before, we'll read the morning of, and you can read along too by getting on our website, eccc.us, clicking on the Morning Breath link and seeing exactly where we're going to go next. You could also sign up for it. You if, but you could get an email to you. You could call our, our church office at 452-1060. Talk to our amazing receptionist, Ernestine, and she would actually mail it out to you if you needed to. You you could get it a number of other ways too, uh, through podcasting, uh, through our app. So we just really encourage you to follow along, read with us, read ahead of time, see what God gave you, and see if we can get the same thing. You know, you might see something different, and that's what's cool about it. Yeah, it's fun. We'd love to have you have you join us. And uh, while you're on our on our website and doing all that stuff, you can check out what's going on at East Coast. Uh, all the events or, or whatever we've got going on is going to be listed on our events page. You can go to our YouTube page, watch out, watch our sermons. Yeah. Lots of ways to get connected to East Coast Christian Center. It's a life giving church, so we'd love for you to be a part of it. Absolutely. We are in Luke chapter 16 today. What yeah, version we are. are you reading? That's good. I'm glad that we are both. <laughs> that's the one I picked. It just happens that you picked the same one. <laughs> yeah, that's listening to the Holy Spirit. So yes. I have read with New Living Translation. Oh, good. I'm interested in hearing uh, that translation. That, I'm that reading is... in the New King James. Nice. Good. Thanks. I'm going to let you go first thing because I want you to read that first half with that translation. I'd love to hear that. That sounds great. All right. So we'll break it at around, if you read through verse 13, I can pick it up in 14. Okay. Does that sure. work for you? Yeah. All right. So then I will get you started. Pastor Keith, I say unto you, read, sir. Luke 16, verse 1 out of the New Living. Jesus told this story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs. One day, a report came that the manager was wasting his employer's money. So the employer called him in and said, What's this I hear about you? Get your report in order, in order because you are going to be fired. The manager thought to himself, now what? My boss has fired me. I don't have the strength to dig ditches, and I'm too proud to beg. Ah, I know how to ensure that I'll have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I am fired. So he invited each person who owed money to his employer to come and discuss the situation. He asked the first one, how much do you owe him? The man replied, I owe him 800 gallons of olive oil. So the manager told him, 
take the bill and quickly change it to 400 gallons. And how much do you owe my employer? He asked the next man. I owe him 1,000 bushels of wheat, was the reply. Here, the manager said, take the bill and change it to 800 bushels. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of the light. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then, when your earthly possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. If you're faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Verse 14, Now the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, also heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time the kingdom of heaven has been preached, and everyone is pressing into it. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one tittle of the law to fail. Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, and whoever marries her her who is divorced from her husband commits adultery. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And he, and being in the torments of Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Amen. You know, I'd be interested in hearing also from the NLT, verse 18. Verse 18, it says, For example, a man who divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery. And anyone who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. That's interesting. It's interesting how he dropped that thought in there. Yeah. Um, and he, and he's, it's like he's, out of context, but... But he's, he's going somewhere. Oh, with yeah, it. absolutely. It, it, he's tying it to the law and the prophets. And, and yeah, yeah, it's cool. It made me think of where Paul talks about in Romans, and I want to say it's Romans 7, but I'd have to check, uh, where he says, look, when we were under the law, it was like that's what we were, that was our husband. But then the law was fulfilled, and it's just like our husband died. Yeah. And now we're free to marry another. Right. Because if the husband dies, right. you're free to marry another. Yeah, that's and that's cool. where we get into the new covenant of grace. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but it just it made me think of that, because <laughs> I think Jesus is going somewhere with this. He's, he's talking about the law and the prophets and how these guys use the law 
in order to live a certain way to benefit right. themselves. Uh, but he's he's sliding verse 18 in here to call them out on something and to say, look, you're not really doing this right. Yeah. I love, and I love how he's always using these pictures of real life to get that across too. Yeah. You know, like he's not just saying. I mean, he says it, but then he's he's like, look at it like this. Like, here's a beautiful picture that we see all the time. Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that make it click? And that's a great way of teaching a really powerful thing. Yeah, and it's just it's it's calling out the religious people yeah. for the way that they were living. You know, he said in verse fifteen, "You're those who justify your your hearts before men, but God, you justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts." Man, we always are trying to look good in front of other people, and it just doesn't add up because it doesn't matter. Um, and we get things when we do that, we get things out of context. But I think it all ties back really to the beginning of the chapter, which is kind of what we were starting to talk about a little bit uh, before the show. Um, we were talking about the the idea of stewardship and what it means to be shrewd. And 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 Jesus is pulling all of that together into one thought. What were you? What were you? Uh, you were you were ready to roll on some things. Well, you started talking about shrewd, yeah. so I, I'll let you go there. I mean, I think it is interesting. Just the the idea of shrewd. You know, I read this and I'm like, what a dirtbag. You know, like <laughs> like like why are you using this guy as the example? You know, uh, which I wrote down while, while uh, right after I read, I, I thought, you know, what's so cool about Jesus is he can tell this story and then still find something good in it. Like, he can tell this thing. So see, so he does all these things, and, like, whenever I sit there and I go, okay, here's a guy who uh, he's got a rich master. He's trying to take care of his money and all of that, and then he does a terrible job, and the guy's like, hey, you're going to get fired when I get back. And he's like, okay, well, that's not good. So let me just go ahead and wheel and deal and, and give this guy's money away so I can make some friends yeah. so that when I'm fired, you know, like, that is so messed up, like, on a business standpoint, integrity thing. Like, I read that, and I'm like, what? Like, what? Yeah. Why, why are why are you, you know, the guy that Jesus is going, see, so, you know, shrewdness is good, you know? And I, <laughs> I'm like, you know, but that's the thing that, that's cool about Jesus right here is he's saying, okay, it's not about, like, we're not going to paint this picture of, like, this is how you do ministry. This is how you do life. This is how who you should be from now on. But more, hey, even in right here, even in this, I'll find something good. And that, to me, was kind of cool. I do like the idea of shrewdness. You know, shrewd is typically a word that is derisive. It's like, it's looked, it's like, oh, they're a shrewd wheeler and dealer, you know, that kind of thing. I look at people in my family, in my history, you know, my great grandfather was always seen as a shrewd, you know, wheeler and dealer, you know, and, um, you know, buy a car and then sell it for, you know, trade in for two, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And just, uh, but there is a, a part of that, you know, God's, Jesus said, hey, be as shrewd as serpents, but as gentle as doves. Um, I, you know, what he's really aiming after is, you know, be on, be be looking, be on the lookout. You got to be wise. You got to have so much wisdom in you that it's almost, uh, it's almost like you're attacking with wisdom. Mm. You know, and uh, that that everywhere you're looking, you are looking for opportunity. You know, opportunistic people are again. That's one of those things that in culture we're like, oh, that's. You know, those are negative qualities, those opportunistic people. They're just taking advantage of people and that kind of thing. And, uh, I mean, I would agree, taking advantage of people is not good. You know, like, uh, th and there has been plenty of people who are opp opportunistic and shrewd and that kind of thing, and they're out for number you know, themselves and that kind of thing. But God is not saying the quality of being opportunistic and shrewd is bad. What he's saying is that if you care about yourself and your money more and you're that kind of person, you're going to end up somewhere bad. That's good. And But being opportunistic and being shrewd, but having others higher on your radar 
is super effective to the kingdom of God. You're somebody who's constantly hunting for an opportunity to get somebody saved, mm. for somebody to get blessed, for somebody to get taken care of. Wow, that's somebody that God's going to use like crazy because your whole mindset is about uh, is about taking care of the number one thing. It says here in verse 11, if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? What are the true riches of heaven? People. Yeah. People are the true riches of heaven. Everything right here is, here's a guy who's talking about money and all that. Yeah, 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 that's fine. But if we can get the idea of, I'm going to live opportunistic, I'm going to live looking for every opportunity for people, the wealth of heaven, people to expand and grow, man, you're going to do some incredible stuff on this earth. And that, that I think, is what he's leaning into is that kind of, you know, shrewd as a serpent. You know, serpents, they hug the edge. They don't, they don't go across the field. Mm-hmm. They actually hug the edge because they know out in the field there's danger. So they're, they're, they're hugging the edge. They're waiting for opportunity to strike. Yeah. You know, they're sitting there waiting just for that moment. And when they strike, they strike fast. They strike hard. You know, that's what they're doing. But they're also gentle as a dove. So they're not striking with, you know, f- you know, anger and pain and hurting people. They're yeah. striking with love. They're striking with, with grace. They're striking with peace. And that's, that's a powerful thing. It is. And it has to do—he's talking about, like you said, he's talking about two kingdoms and keeping things in balance, but also being, being able to operate. It's an interesting kind of—almost a dichotomy. Can I operate in the kingdom of God uh, with, for lack of a better word, street smarts? Uh, can I can yeah, I fun- yeah. can I function in the kingdom of God, but not be naive? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I think sometimes people can go too too far and say, you know what, uh, I'm just not going to worry about. I'm not going to think about anything ever. I'm not going to be attentive to details. Right, I'm right. not going to. And and then you 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 are failing to be shrewd in the areas where you need to be shrewd. Yeah. Um, the balance of that, you know, is you get carried away and you get so focused on things like money. It's amazing that the world. It's so focused on money, and, and the world people in the world get an incredible amount of credit for how well they do financially. And Jesus says, uh, that's like the very minimal basic stuff, <laughs> right? Like this is this is the child, this is the kiddie pool. Learning how to be a, a proper steward financially yeah. is the kiddie pool yeah. of of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And in the world, we think it's the deep end. Yeah. And and getting that backwards is where we kind of miss it. But then he's saying, don't we don't need to be stupid in this area. Yeah. We need to be shrewd and think of your life. You know, I know good godly people. It's fundamentals. Yeah. Right? It's fun, it's not that we don't do it. It's that we're supposed to do it and more. Yes, you know, like absolutely. You're, you're you're at the you're in elementary school right now. Yeah, get way beyond that. <laughs> you need that to graduate. That doesn't mean that you lose how to add and subtract. That's right. elementary things. But you just need to be able to do trigonometry and calculus. Yeah, you, you got to go to the next level. There. Yeah, absolutely. And and it has and that if you can master that basic stuff, um, I was trying to give an example. I don't know if it'll 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 click with everybody. I, a long time ago, I read a book. Um, some some people know that I like to shoot and hunt and things like that. And I was reading a book about some special forces people. And one of the comments that the guy made was they they get so focused on making sure that they've mastered their weapon and then they don't really think about it anymore because there's so many other things that they need to be good at. Right. It's like get that down yeah. so that it's all second nature yeah. and then learn the real serious stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of the picture that pops into my head. Learning how to, to manage 
worldly wealth and manage the, the, the physical things of the kingdom that we can actually touch, the, the, the dollars, the cents, the houses, all those things, learning how to manage that should be something that we're able to do with second nature wisdom and then be able to run into the kingdom of God full speed, focused on the opportunities, like you were saying, Pastor Heath, about people and about the things that are the true wealth, the yeah. true riches. Yeah, uh, I mean, th- this is where I think that people get stuck, is that they start looking at, um, they, they get they get painted a picture that qual- some qualities are bad. Mm. And then they're like, well, that's that's a bad quality, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't have in that. And so then you get tricked by the devil into thinking that you're just supposed to avoid it altogether, which I would say this, every single characteristic, emotion, feeling, whatever, on planet Earth is somehow connected to God. You are made in the image of God. So if you have jealousy, it's somehow connected to God. It's just jealousy of the wrong thing. God's called a jealous God. What is he jealous of? People. Yeah. He's jealous of his children. And so, you know, you we sit there and go, oh, don't be greedy, don't be jealous. No, be greedy, be jealous, just be jealous for people. Get them back from the kingdom of hell, right? And so it's... everything can be tied back to who God is. And sometimes we're like, oh, just don't be that way. Don't ever do that because that's ugly and stuff. It's like verse 15. He said to them, you like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your heart. And so, you know, we, we, uh, we paint this picture of, well, I'm just, I'm not going to focus on finances a ton because, you know, that, that's what leads to, to all that bad. That's what bad people do. That's what Mm -hmm. jealous, greedy people do. And it's like, okay, well, no, you're supposed to do that. You're just supposed to go above and beyond it, like we said. I would actually say this. A lot of the people I meet who like to point fingers at, uh, let's say, religious figureheads, or, or, and I hate to say religious, but like people in the faith who, are, and who say, like, man, they're just greedy, and they talk about money all the time, and yada, yada, yada. Okay, maybe there's some that are greedy. But I think that anyone, and from my experience, seeing people, whenever they start claiming others as greedy, it's a reflection of their own heart mm. rather than a reflection of what they actually see. They, Whenever people uh, try to paint a picture of, you see how many millions that person has? What really they are doing is reflecting uh, that the fact that if they had millions, they would not be anything but greedy. Uh, that's a reflection of their own heart. They can't fathom the idea of somebody with, with excuse me, with millions being generous. Yeah. They can't fathom the idea of somebody that has all of that actually living to serve and love others, and therefore they're they're stuck and locked in this place. Again, it comes back to if you can't be faithful with the little, how are you going to be faithful with much? Yeah. And so. God's it's a reflection of the own of our own heart whenever we get angry of why did they have so much and not me that's why because that's you're point. saying things like that you need to get past the focus of I need more and focus on God needs to do more, and I want to give him everything I have. If you're not generous with your little, you won't be with your much. Right. We say it all the time, but it's the truth. If I won the lottery, Pastor Keith, I'd donate I, to the church I a million be, dollars. Yeah, no, you yeah. wouldn't. Are Otherwise, you tithing now? You would give it all now. Yeah. Exactly. Start, man, it's great if you're tithing. If you're not tithing, I encourage you to tithe. It's a reflection of your heart and trusting in God that he has it. But you know what? If you're giving 10%, go to 12 yeah. If you're going if you're doing 12, go to 15. I want to get to the place where I'm tithing 85%. You know, like that's going to be great. I would love to to keep 10 and give God 90, yeah. you know. Uh and and just that mindset of I'm just going to keep stretching, keep pushing, keep trusting like you're saying. That's how you're actually going to get there. Well, and I want to encourage you when you think about your life and you think about the things that you do have access to, that what's accessible to you. 
don't think about it as uh, as a, as an evil thing. Like when it comes to money, yeah. you need to think about it as okay. I have been entrusted with this in order to advance the kingdom of God in the earth. That's the bottom line. And so you know the kingdom of God. You know it costs money in the earth for for the kingdom of God to function. It costs money to turn the lights on at a church. It costs money. Right. You know all the basic things. And if we aren't intentional about seeing the things that we have access to and going, you know what, this is part of the kingdom of God, and I need to deal with it shrewdly so that it does the most that it can do. That's the proper mindset. It's it's thinking of, of the business of the kingdom of God and how can I do this in a way that's going to produce the best result? How can I take this dollar and turn it into something that is going to sow the most seed with the opportunity to produce the most harvest. Yeah. But if you only think about if you think about money as being evil, yeah. then you can't think that way. And it's that that millionaire who's generous and who's affecting the kingdom of God, how can he do that with all that money? Money doesn't have him. Yeah. And because he's gotten things the right way and because he's learned how to manage his life and manage his finances in a way that affects the kingdom well, that's why he's got more. And that's why there's such such an impact. Absolutely. There. It's the love of money that's evil, not money. Yeah. Right? Money is just a thing. Like, who cares about that? You That's could... the shrewdness he's talking about. Yeah. So I love this. I love that. Man, I just saw this while, we're, while you were talking, is that verse 31, Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like everything that Jesus is talking about is attacking or, or fixing, correcting, whatever, rebuking the, the, the idea of, well, if then. If then. And it's like, if God would give me all this, then I would tithe. Mm. If God, you know, if I had this, then I would. And and it's going back into this, uh, this idea. You see that, that uh, it's a parable of a rich man and Lazarus are, uh, are in hell, and Lazarus is in Abraham's bosom, and the rich man's far off. There's a chasm between all of that. And he's saying, just help. Well, well, well then we at least go help, help them. And he's sitting there going, don't get caught up in the whole if thing. Just if Jesus would show up and actually see me face to face, then I would believe. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. If because if you won't believe off of the text, if you won't believe off of faith, it's faith. It's the yeah. truth that sets people free. Yeah. Not a miracle. Not a show. Not a big whatever. It's the truth. And so if I can't say the truth and you be free, it don't matter how it's done. It's the truth that sets people free. So I, I feel like that's what he's going after is this kind of this kind of thing that we do sometimes of the well if then, and uh, we got to be careful with our if then. You know, it really needs to be a well. I believe that's why. You know, like because God's good, I will. You know, because because He did. My only if and then needs to be because He loved me, I loved Him. Yeah, that's in- good. Instead of oh well, yeah, He needs to do whatever, and then I will. Or this needs to happen, and then if they did this, then I'd forgive them. What? No, you wouldn't. Right. You know, like, there's for, there's unforgiveness out there in people's hearts because they're waiting for some relative to, to show up and do it their way. Yeah. And it's like, that's not how it works. First off, Jesus said, I'll die. You know, Jesus was the one who said, hey, man, I, I know that you're the ones all messing up, but okay, I'll lay down at the cross. He didn't say, if you get it right, I'll come down there. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the whole law is, man. This, yeah. is, this is good, man. It's all time back in, you yeah. know. It's, it's, all, it's not about getting rid of the law. It's about fulfilling the law, man. But he's, he's really uh, going after the whole if and then personality thing, and, and that's a dangerous place to be. Well, and it's so great because he said, you know, that, that, that Jesus, that God, uh, while we were still sinners, he commended his love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't say, if you'll stop sinning, I'll yeah. die for you. If you can start living holy. The whole law was about live holy, live holy, live holy. Uh, but the, 
there was always the catch that it was never going to be enough. And God didn't wait for the, he didn't wait for us to get the law right. He didn't wait for us to get our lives together. He didn't wait for us to get cleaned up. And if you're waiting, I'll go to church once I get this thing right. in order. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll start, I'll start doing this once That's I just good, need man. to fix this part of my life first. Just, just come now. Yes. yes. Come to the foot of the cross yes. now. The That's work good. has been done. Don't wait for the if. Make then now, yeah. because God has already commended his love toward you, That's and Jesus good. has been risen from the dead. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9:15 and 10:45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back to the show. We're so glad to have you back. Pastor Keith, you had some thoughts that you were sharing on the break here from uh, verse 15. Yeah, going back to it, we read it earlier twice, but it says, Then he said to them, You like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your hearts. I actually wrote next to that in my Bible uh, an, a giant exclamation point in the words, Help me. Um, you know, as, as much as everything we're giving and talking about is, 
is uh, to encourage and help and to you know and and to teach and all of that. I I need that. I need that more than anybody. Yeah. I need the constant reminder of like the word of God is not for others. It's for me. And uh, and you know being a pastor sometimes you can just you can get in the habits of I read for others mm. and it's like that's not why I read. I read because I need help. Yeah. And so I wrote next to this, help me God. I never want to get to the place where I appear righteous in public, but I'm not in private. That's good. I never want to be at the place where um, every you know what I'm saying and doing is uh, is just because uh, you know that's my job or that's what I'm supposed to say and supposed to do. Yeah. It, it's a reflection of who I am inside. Everything I say and do needs to be because that's actually who I am and what I believe. God knows your heart. God knows my heart. And let's be reminded of that, that we need to get into his word, get into worship, get into praying, so that everything we say and do is a reflection of those things. And then we don't have to try to keep it real. It just is. Amen. Amen. All right. Go with God. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.